Yo, what's up? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to the React podcast on thecoalition.com. And uh, I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How you doing, Rich? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? Indeed, indeed. And um, Dana Abercrombie is also here, but she's doing, you know, she's got some things going on. Okay. So, how you doing, Dana? I'm doing excellente. Good, good. Okay, so yeah, we're we're here to recap the PlayStation showcase that you know just aired recently. Like it just finished about an hour ago or something like that. Um, and yeah, if you're here listening live um, on YouTube, definitely leave your comments. Let us know what's up. Let us know what you think as we you know have this discussion because there is a lot to discuss right here. Um, this, you know, Sony go- caught my attention with this one because I was I was sleeping for a while, like I was sleeping on next gen, but you know they kind of uh, gave me a shot in the arm with this one, so I'm I'm paying attention now. So let me just say that first of all. But um, yeah, so let's get into you know some of these uh, discussions that need to be had. So um, they, you know, they, this stream addressed a lot of things we saw a lot of things uh we saw games we saw you know that we saw the information we've been waiting for for a very long time and you know we got a glimpse at some other service-based things that are coming and things like that right so um you know i'm just gonna uh i'm, I'm gonna run through a few things that was revealed and then you know we we, we can you guys can let me know what you think and what stood out to you specifically um we are going to have obviously a detailed discussion about the price later on so i'll exclude that for now because we're going to get to that um and but yeah let's just focus on like the games first of all and then we'll unpack everything else so um the show started with a megaton like and i like you, you already know, like, you just have to look at my Twitter to understand what I was going through at that moment. Um, but yeah, the show started with a Final Fantasy 16 reveal trailer, which looked amazing in my opinion. Um, and we also saw, you know, after that, Spider-Man Miles Morales, some gameplay of that game. We saw the uh, long-rumored Harry Potter um, Hogwarts Legacy, you know, game. And uh wait, who who uh developed that again? Avalanche. Avalanche, okay. Because yep. it was rumored rock uh, Rocksteady before, right? But it was actually oh. Avalanche, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War campaign gameplay was shown. Resident Evil Village gameplay, new a new death loop trailer, Devil May Cry five, um special edition. Uh, we saw Odds World again, and uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, Demon Souls extended g- gameplay, um, Fortnite. Who who needs more Fortnite? Anyway, um... <laughs> children do do it for the children. Make them happy and preoccupied. Yeah, kudos to the children. I hope you enjoy. Um, and yeah, we we got news, of course, about you know the price and everything, and and PlayStation Plus, and they ended with a teaser for God of War Ragnarok, right? So yep. 
let, let's have this discussion, you know, about the these announcements and stuff. Um, I'm going to hand it over to each of you. You let me know, you know, what stood out to you. What, you know, I'm. First of all, let let me just take a time. Let me let me just take you know a minute or two just to say. Final Fantasy 16. Wow, <laughs> I can't believe it. Like, we we had Final Fantasy 7 remake this year. You know, we waited five years for that. And now, you know, we get to wait three more years now for Final Fantasy 16, and then two more years after that for <laughs> 7, 2, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. But, no, like, the game looks amazing. I, to, to me, it looks like Final Fantasy 15. Like, it looks like the I, same engine, but, but like, it looks better, and it looks like the story might be better. And it looks like they're going back to kind of like the, the uh, medieval fantasy origins of Final Fantasy kind of thing. So I'm excited for it. Uh, I think this one is going to be good. Like everything is just telling me that this is going to be good. So, but what was you going to say, Rich? So let, let me just make a, a quick comment on this because I went back after we saw the presentation and as we were preparing for the show, I decided to go back and look at this particular part of the presentation again. And on the exact same screen where it says PlayStation console exclusive, there is an asterisk. And at the bottom of that asterisk, it says also available on PC. So this game is also coming to PC, Gary, in case you were thinking you need to buy a PS5 just for this game. Now, it doesn't say when the game is coming, obviously. And the email that I received from Square Enix says... There won't be any more information on this game until 2021, so you're going to be waiting some time to find out more details, but at least you can know it's coming to PC also, so yeah. I, I would say don't uh, think that you need to get a PS5 specifically for this game, because who knows, it might be coming to PC, but obviously knowing the, the PlayStation trying to push the third-party stuff is probably going to be a timed uh, deal here, and the PC release is probably not going to be for like... Uh, several months or so. I mean, who knows? We'll have to wait and see about that. You're the, the, you're, you're upsetting the Sony fans already, Rich. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Oh. No, but yeah, you're Happy. absolutely you're absolutely right. Um, and I did see that. Um, the thing is, like Final Fantasy 15 came to PC also, but it was like a year or two later. So yeah, like uh. I'm, I'm wondering if that is day one. Because if it is day one, that's a big deal. And yeah, I don't. I won't even need to get a PS5, like you know, to play the game. Um, yeah, because you know, uh, actually, I'll save that for later. But um, yeah, like that is going to be interesting to see what approach they take. And also, I'm wondering like what Square Enix, um, what their relationship is like with Microsoft. I mean, I mean, they still do. Um, stuff with them I guess like they still put stuff on the Xbox but it's like the remake and 16 you know it's like they're, they're it's exclusive to Sony first I mean I'm sure it's a time <laughs> I'm sure it's a timed exclusive it's not full exclusive but you know that's just interesting to me that they're choosing you know to kind of side with the PlayStation brand um, of course you know the, the brand has always kind of been synonymous with PlayStation but there was a brief yeah. period where they kind of, you know, were drifting more towards Microsoft. So um, it's interesting that they kind of pulled it back and now they're aligned with, you know, Sony mostly. 
But um, but yeah, like that was a great way to to start this stream. Like, um, and you know they they caught everyone's attention with that right away. So yeah, any thoughts on that, Dana? If you're here, okay, guess not. But yeah, so I, I just had to you know say that first and foremost, but. Um, yeah, I'm gonna hand it over to you now, Rich. Let me know, like, what, which games, which announcements stood out to you the most, um, you know, on this stream. So, uh, obviously, um, I'm not really a huge Final Fantasy uh, fan, uh, but I, I, but I do, I have to give them props for making that announcement. There was a lot of rumors that that game was gonna get revealed today, but, uh, you really don't really know if something is going to actually happen until it happens. So I'm glad that they revealed it because for people who are Final Fantasy fans, that's great. They that's something that they can look forward to. Um, Spider-Man Miles Morales, the gameplay we showed and some more details we got about the game. The game looked good. Um, it did say at the end of the, the trailer, it says holiday 2020. And as you'll get into later, when they announced the release date of uh, the PS5, it said November 12th. In certain regions and then November 19th for other regions. We'll get into all those details later. But the fact that the Spider-Man Miles Morales game said holiday 2020, that makes me think, well, so this game isn't coming at launch. It's maybe going to be a month or so later, which I don't like because I thought this was a launch title. And of course, a month is not a long time. Weeks is not a long time, but it's like, Man, I mean, it would have been great if that if I knew that was coming day and date because that would have been a reason to influence the decision to actually buy this system and play a game right away. But I guess we will still have to be waiting just a little bit longer for that game to be done. So we'll see about that. Um, in terms of the other things that were shown, Demon Souls, which isn't really a series that I'm into per se, but again, it has a, a huge a fan base. A lot of people love those types of games so i think it was a good decision of sony to show that um we also got some information regarding um a couple of the other games we know that word word was delayed death loop to me i enjoyed that game the last time that sony showed it that is still a game that i absolutely positively do plan to pick up but that game is also pushed to 2021 so i don't really see a reason to that like like I need to have the console day one because it, that, that that is the narrative that I got from this presentation. It was good games that were shown. They they have all bases covered in terms of the different types of audiences that they are trying to get their attention to. But in my personal opinion, the, a lot of these games are they're still a ways away from from dropping. The games coming in twenty twenty one. We know of so far. You know we didn't get any updates on Ratchet and Clank. We didn't get any updates on Gran Turismo Seven. Uh, and of course, the biggest thing for me personally is that that God of War teaser at the end that you mentioned, God of War Ragnarok. Okay, <clears throat> we know, at least I know, like before this conversation, before this presentation started, I saw that there was an article that was written earlier that was talking about um, Corey Barlog had changed his Twitter profile, some information on his profile, and he and, and it was sort of to suggest that he was going to talk about something God of War related at this event. So that's fine, but when I also looked on that same Twitter profile of Corey Barlog, it was that Sony Santa Monica is, is hiring for another project, 
and some of these job listings were posted this month. So when I saw the God of War Ragnarok trailer and I saw 2021, I said, there's no way in hell that game is coming that soon. That is a game that I definitely fully believe is not coming until maybe 2022, maybe 2023. But it's definitely not coming in 2021. Um, but again, I know Sony wanted to, they just wanted to get in the frame of mind to show you as much as possible uh to give you an idea of why you need to get a PS5. And I think that they did a good job, but I do think there are some issues with the presentation that we will dive into a little bit later that I think uh, is a little bit of a problem. But overall, I mean, I think that they did a good job in what they showed because, again, it was to show you about what they have that's coming, what's coming soon, and then what's coming in the future. So I think they did a good job of that, but... Uh, as for whether or not I plan to get a PS5 at launch, stay tuned and I will tell you my thoughts on that particular part of this discussion. <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, I just wanted to throw this in. Uh, YouTube is very annoying because, uh, you know, they went and changed their whole, like, back end again, like the, the streaming control panel. And, you know, our uh, show wasn't even, like, public. Uh, at first, oh. so yeah. Uh -oh. like if you're if you're listening, I'm sorry, but you know, the, the the full video is still there. It's gonna still be there, so like you know you can listen back. Uh, we're only about a few minutes in, like ten minutes in or so. So yeah, uh, I'm sorry about that, but blame Google for that. But yeah, oh. um, good points there, Rich. Um, Dana, do you have like any um, anything that stood out to you from? The list of announcements, excluding the price, of course. <laughs> Is she even there? Okay. Um, and we have someone in the chat here. Um, someone in the chat just said, uh, "360 for a PS5." I'm tempted. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> 360. <laughs> It's yeah, three. It's three. That, it's it's, it's, it's three ninety nine. He's talking pounds. Oh, um, oh, oh. Okay, pounds. Well, yeah, that, that's probably different then. Yeah, shall I, I mean, let, let 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 me just make the comment since you have a, you know, we had we had a, a a viewer in the chat make that comment. I know you don't want to talk about price yet, but I will just say this: the the three ninety nine price for the digital edition. I think that's going to make a lot of people want to get that digital edition. And I definitely, if I was to get a PS5, I would get the digital edition. I wouldn't bother with the, paying $100 extra just for the disk drive because, I mean, when I got my PS4 at launch uh, several years ago, I got, obviously, the base PS4. Uh, I still have that system. I haven't had any issues with the system until last year when there was a disk drive issue where anytime I put in the disk, it usually spits it back out, and then sometimes it works fine. So I definitely 100% would go digital instead of getting that physical uh, console version, um, and that's what I would do in the future for sure. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I have some things to say, but yeah, um, we'll, we'll <laughs> wait. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, the games. I feel like this this was probably one of the better showcases we've seen this year because at this point it feels like we've seen so many different streams and showcases and stuff. Like we had the tech demo with the Unreal. We had 
um, the first PlayStation stream with Mark Cerny, and then we had the, the second one with all the games, and then we had the Xbox, uh, you know, that they, they did the quarantine uh, stream or whatever on Zoom, and then they did the, the one with all the games, um, and then we had another Xbox one a few weeks ago, and then, um, and now we got this one. I think this one was definitely one of the best ones because it kind of had that, uh, it had sort of an E3 feel where it was like megatons, like, you know, showing major games for the first time and stuff. Um, I, you I, I definitely agree with that. It, It feels to me like, um, obviously we got all of these streams because of, what is currently going on in the world right now and how it has impacted everything because I'm pretty sure if we had E3, Microsoft and Sony, they would have packed all the content they had into these presentations at E3 instead of us just having these separate little videos, discussions, uh, showcases to show what they have that's coming for next gen. Uh, so I feel like... Uh, because of how things are going on now, they've taken their time splitting stuff up. We know we, the same thing happened with Ubisoft because they had a Ubisoft Forward event last week. And they also had one back in July, I believe, where we learned about Far Cry 5. But if E3 actually happened, all that stuff probably would have just been in the actual Ubisoft presentation. So I think the same could be said for Sony and Microsoft if E3 happened. They would have just had this stuff packed into their annual presentation, but they decided to split it up because I guess everything has been impacted. It's uh, taken a lot time, a lot more time for studios to actually work on something to actually present. So it is what it is. But uh, I do agree with what you said. It was a better presentation in terms of what had to be shown, but I also feel like that it really was no choice for it to be a good presentation because these consoles are coming in November. So the way I look at it is that you have to have a good presentation because now you're telling people, you're finally telling people this is how much the console costs. So you can't just have a half-assed presentation. They they had to come out and show some stuff. Even if some stuff is far away from release, just to convince people, yeah, you might want to pick up the console now. We don't have a ton of things available at launch, but trust me, we have a lot more coming in the future, so now is a good time to to, to uh, consider pre-ordering. But, yeah, but definitely a good presentation, I would say, for the most part. And again, as I mentioned earlier, they went after a lot of different audiences with this presentation. You know, you had Call of Duty in there, which I think the Call of Duty campaign looks great. That was awesome. Uh, so you got you definitely got my attention with that. Uh, you had Resident Evil in there as well. Another game that we only saw a a, a preview of the, the last time Sony had an event. So I think, yeah, they, they had a, enough content in there to keep everybody's attention. Even if you didn't like one genre, you might like another. So I give them props on that for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, this needed to be good, you know, because it's like two months <laughs> away. So for sure. Um, like, so do you think we would have got the prices at E3 if E3 happened as normal? Like, do you think we would have got the prices back then? Absolutely. Uh, I recall, uh, the coalition went to E3 a couple years ago. Well, several years ago now, because I think we're all getting older. But the last, I recall the E3 we went to where we got the, re- the price reveal of the Xbox One and the PS4. 
And I remember that because our very good friend, Mr. Edward V, uh, he had pre-ordered the Xbox One right as soon as the price was announced. Yeah. Uh, so I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that. Um, and I don't know, but I, I really enjoyed those times and those events specifically because anytime there's a new console coming out a year, there's a lot more excitement. It feels like it adds more anticipation to the actual presentation because you're wondering as a fan, well, how is Sony going to outdo Microsoft with their presentation and vice versa? So I feel if E3 happened, you definitely would have had these price reveals at the show. Um, and you would have, and I think it would have been a far better offering because the thing is, is that also with E3 and a lot of these other events, there would have been some hands-on time with the actual consoles. So it is unfortunate that that didn't happen due to uh, circumstances that is out of our control. But um, yeah, I have no doubt if E3 happened, you definitely would have had price reveals and these same presentations jam-packed all at once uh, at a much earlier time. But unfortunately, because of things, yeah, we, we, we found out that news a little bit late. But it is what it is. <laughs> Okay, so uh, before we get into what everyone's been waiting for, um, l- let's address this, uh, you know, PlayStation Plus collection. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rich, can, can you uh, can you tell me what this is? Like, can you because uh, I I don't understand. Like, so this is basically a collection of the best PS4 games, right? And it, and they're gonna be That's- available to play on PlayStation Five. Yeah, it's it's been described as an upgrade to Sony's PlayStation Plus subscription service, but it is for PS5. Uh, all those games will be available at no additional cost. As they noted on the uh, presentation, you'll be able to download these games. Uh, here's a list of the games that will currently be available at PS5 launch. You have God of War, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter World, Final Fantasy XV, Fallout 4, Mortal Kombat X, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Days Gone, Until Dawn, Detroit Become Human, Battlefield 1, Infamous Second Son, Batman Arkham Knight, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us, Persona 5, and Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Um, so, uh, this is what I will say about the service. When I saw this announcement, I instantly thought to myself, and when they said that it's going to be available at launch, I instantly thought to myself, that's basically so Sony saying that we do not have a lot available at launch, so you can instead play these games to pass the time by until we release what other games that are actually coming to PS5. And I'm not really taking a shot at Sony. That That is what my mindset is of this, because a lot of people have already played these games. Um... Although, this is what I will say. When they made this announcement, if I was Sony, and maybe they can, maybe they will potentially do this as we get closer to launch, who knows? I would have said, this is what the benefit is to playing these games on PS5. Because it appears to me that Sony and Microsoft, they haven't really done a good job of saying why you need to play a game on PS5 or Xbox Series X. Besides the frame rates and all this other stuff, you need to actually say and show this is the benefit of playing the game on this this upgraded hardware. 
And I don't think they did a good job of any of that stuff. And if I would have known God of War 4, if you play on God of War 4 on PS5, you'll have a better resolution, better frame rates. It would have been good to get that information, but obviously we didn't get that information. We just got the information that this stuff is going to be available at launch. So that's one criticism. The other, the other criticism that I will make is that Sony hasn't really said anything else about backwards compatibility yet. And I think that that is something that everybody has been waiting on because you had Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima drop this year. But I haven't seen nothing to suggest that these games are going to be on PS5. I would have added these games to this PS5 launch uh, for this, this, this PlayStation Plus because only because there's some people that if they pick up these games on PS4... I mean, I don't really know if Sony's made an official statement about these games are also going to be playable on PS5. And I feel like that should have been made clear by now. Now, again, all this stuff can come at a later time. But I'm just saying, if I had to critique it today, I think that these games definitely should have been added to this list. Because it's like they're the most recent games that came out. Um, No doubt they've sold incredibly well on PS4. But if someone is has to choose between, do I still want to play these games on PS5 or do I or do I want to just uh, I mean, it's, I mean just say do I still want to play these games on PS4 or do I want to pick up a PS5? Now that's a hard choice for somebody if these games are not playable on PS5. Although I'm sure they are, that should have been clarified by now that they also are playable on PS5. So Sony, I hope they do plan to announce that and confirm that information because otherwise it's like. It doesn't make any kind of sense to me. Um, and Ghost of Tsushima especially, because Ghost of Tsushima has that co-op DLC coming out later this year for multiplayer, which they did announce is coming fall 2020. So I'm even more surprised that it has not been confirmed, unless it has. Somebody tell me if I'm wrong in the chat. Unless it has been confirmed, I don't. I have heard nothing about Ghost of Tsushima on PS5. So hopefully all that information will be confirmed sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Like, considering there, there's sort of a lack of games at launch. Um, I would have, you know, made this more enticing by kind of adding those games. Because uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you have Microsoft who are adding like all their exclusives to Game Pass day one. So like, you can pay a dollar or any anything between a dollar and ten dollars or whatever it costs for for Game Pass, and you get Halo. You know, day one. So it's like you know, when you're looking at that, you, you and you look at you know the PlayStation Plus collection or whatever. It's like, yeah, you guys should have added you know Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima just so there's something more there. You know, Absolutely. Launch. Um. um well, I agree. And one quick point that I will make also is that one one thing that I that I do get a sense of from looking at this list of the games. That are going to be available with this service. If you notice, obviously, this doesn't. This isn't in reference to the PlayStation games, the PlayStation Studio games. But I think if you look at this list, it will give you an idea of a, a glimpse into the partnerships that Sony has in terms of the third-party support going into next gen. Because I see Batman: Arkham Knight is on here, which makes me think they may have a deal. To have exclusive PlayStation content for that Suicide Squad in 2022, stuff like that. 
because some of these games on here, it's like, yeah, you see Batman Arkham Knight. That's a, a, a old game. It's a great game, but it's old. You have Resident Evil 7 Biohazard on here. And think about it. The first time we saw Resident Evil Village, it was at the Sony conference. So that that is one thing I have noticed is that I'm pretty sure a lot of this stuff is tied to their third party partners. So I would not be surprised if you'll see exclusive content from these publishers moving forward. And this is the clue to that information right here. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, like, hasn't, but Warner Brothers, like, haven't they usually sided more with, uh, with Microsoft than, um, Sony and stuff in terms of, like, exclusives? Uh, that's a good question. I, I'm not 100% certain on that. I, I would say, I don't really think, I mean, they've been pretty, They've kept exclusive content on both consoles. I, I don't recall if they've ever had like content exclusive to PS, PlayStation 30 days before uh, Xbox. You know, Activision did that, obviously, with Call of Duty and stuff like that. Uh, and Microsoft also had a period where they did that stuff, too. But I, with Warner Brothers, I think they have been pretty much down the middle. Remain, yeah, right down the middle uh, this generation, maybe, I think, for the most part. Maybe I'm thinking of a different, different uh, publisher or something. But yeah, um, but 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 Square Enix obviously is you know they have made it a point to bring their games to PlayStation first because we saw that with Nier Automata. I, re I remember when that game came out because that game was was awesome. It was on PS5, and then it took about a year and some change before it came to Xbox. So yeah, it's it, it's some companies like Square Enix. Yeah, PlayStation. Yeah, it, they definitely make it a priority to get the third party stuff on PlayStation before it comes anywhere else. So, okay. Uh, I, I think my eyes are deceiving me right now because um, Edward V just left a couple comments in the chat. Uh oh, and, uh, uh oh. He, he said um, 399 version day one, and he also said PS Plus collection is dope because they're just adding to a subscription that you need to play multiplayer. So it's a subscription you already have, I guess. Um, so, well, I, I'm surprised I, to see I, him I, say that. A, a shout out to Edward V, but yeah, that that is very very surprising to hear that from him as a Xbox uh, fan. Although I'm pretty sure that he's balling out, he will be getting an Xbox and PS5 at launch. So uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know he's balling. The, the stuff Serious X stuff he's been yep. getting up to lately. Um. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. So let's get to the price and everything. Let's let's get to, you know, what, what the people been waiting for, what we've been waiting for, you know, to see that price. Um, yeah. So it's uh so let, let's uh let me make sure I get this right and pull this up. So the digital edition of the PS5 is going to be three hundred and ninety nine dollars ninety nine. And yeah. Yeah, the uh, the proper version, like the full version with the discs and everything, the Blu-ray drive, um, is going to be four hundred ninety-nine uh, dollars. So five hundred dollars essentially, if you want to round it up. So yeah, um, and what were the prices of the Xbox Series X and S again, Rich? Just so we know, the Series S is two ninety-nine. Mm -hmm. 
and I believe there's a payment plan of $25 a month for two years that comes with Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate. And the Xbox Series X is $4.99, which is also a $35 uh, two-year payment option for those that cannot afford to pay that much at launch. Um, so it pretty much the Xbox Series X and the uh, PlayStation 5 regular edition are the same price, $4.99. Uh, the difference is that the Xbox Series S is $2.99. And the PlayStation Digital Edition is a hundred dollars more for three ninety nine. Yeah, right. So yeah, um, so I guess let's talk about that difference right there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so for two ninety nine, you have you know the Xbox Series S, and what do we know about this system? Um, it's uh, the the resolution is lower, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, it, it, it pretty much has the same, uh, you know, all the same things as the Xbox Series X. It's just that it's a lower resolution, obviously, because it's a smaller console, and there's no four, there's no 4K um, with that. Yeah. That's the only difference, uh, from what I understand. Yeah, like, I have to say, like, I've seen some confusing headlines about the Xbox Series S recently. Like, there was one that was saying something like, um, the Xbox Series S uh, weren't won't run remastered versions of games but it will run the xbox one s version of old yeah games i saw that like too that. like that that made my head hurt when i read that but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so let, let's look at the the digital edition of the ps5 which is um 399 that's actually free 359 pounds if you're in the uk um mm. and this is basically the same as the normal PS5, just without the drive, right? Yeah. Um, you said the uh, Xbox Series S, you said? Uh, the, the the PS5 Digital Edition. Yeah, sorry about that. I was looking at something else. Yeah, the, 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 the PS5 Digital Edition, yeah, it, it's without that disk drive because it's a digital-only uh, version. And quite honestly... Uh, it, as I said earlier on this show, when I do get a PS5, that's the version that I will get because I just don't see the need. I'm not paying $100 extra for a disk drive. I just That $100 can go towards actual games instead of the actual console itself. Yeah. Excellent point there. I'm sure many people agree at this point. We are getting yeah. to that point where discs are kind of useless. Like We don't really need discs. Um, we can download our games now and let's, let's hope that PSN is faster on the PS5 too. Um, but yeah, um, so like my thing is, you know, if we're comparing the Xbox Series S and the PS5 digital, um, that difference in resolution makes a difference. So, um, you know, if, if this digital edition of the PS5 is exactly the same as the core PS5, just without a disc, I think that that difference in price is warranted. Like, I, th I think that's okay. Um, because, you know, if you have confusing headlines about this, the Series S like that, like, that tells me that, you know, there's a quality drop in that, in that system. So, because of that quality drop, I think, you know, the uh, digital edition of the PS5 being higher in price is reasonable if there is no quality drop. 
So um, that's what I would say about that. Oh, oh, you mean for the three ninety nine? Yeah. Well, no, it, it, I mean the digital edition and the PS five is pretty much the exact same console, the same uh, hardware, the same SSD. Everything is the same. The only thing you are literally paying for is that disk drive if you get that regular edition. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like I'm like. I think it's okay that, you know, because people are comparing, I think people are comparing the Series X to the PS5 digital. And the oh, fact yeah. That, the yeah. fact that, you know, the S is cheaper. Um, but I think it's warranted, you know, that the PS5 digital is, you know, $100 more than the, the Series S. Uh, oh, absolutely. Is, yeah. Know, there, there's no difference in quality besides the disk drive. So, so I think that's completely fine. Um, and I mean... Yeah, Go ahead. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I personally think that Sony wants people to go digital because I don't. I mean, I don't know too many people that will, that will want to spend that five hundred dollars uh, because you just think about it. If I'm getting the exact same console, there isn't like it's not going to be a different SSD with more space on it. It's the everything is exactly the same. So unless somebody needs the physical because they want to continue buying physical media. They have to determine whether or not it makes sense to spend $500 for that. Whereas I, as someone who is very much conscious of my budget and everything else, I would say, well, damn, that $100 is better spent actually buying games or something else that I need for the console. Because we already know when the console launches, it's not going to have every, everything that you need out the box. Yes, you'll get a controller. But as far as what I've seen on the packaging, because there was a couple of things that came out about the packaging of the PS5. The only thing that I see that the system comes with now is that Astro uh, Playroom game. That's it, you know. And I guess the PS, if there's a PS Plus subscription, if like maybe a trial, if you aren't a PS Plus member or something to that extent. But that's all it comes with. So if you want to go ahead and spend five hundred dollars for the console and then another sixty, seventy dollars for games, uh, by all means, do it. But I, I just think from a from, from a uh, economical standpoint, making the digital edition four hundred dollars that is an excellent price. That's an excellent price point. It's totally fair, totally reasonable. Um, but yeah, they, again, people will have to decide whether or not they want to take that if they figure that that's that's more valuable or they need that disc drive, then they're willing to pay a hundred dollars more for just that. Yeah. All right. Whereas with the Xbox, you're you're talking about a difference in quality, like actual quality. So, um, exactly, that, you know, that's a big deal in my opinion. Um, and for people that uh, do decide, um, I need to get a uh, a PS5 and a Xbox Series X. They can actually get both of those, and in, in the cost be about nine hundred dollars, and with tax. That's not that's not that's not a, a lot of money, you know. It is a lot to some people, but that doesn't sound that sounds pretty reasonable. But again, I don't really see a reason why somebody would do that because um, they are they do have. And then again, with Microsoft, you do at least have the option to do the payment plan. However, I would say you pro- you're probably better off just paying it off because you're going to pay a little a little bit more if you do that two year plan. This is what they want you to do. So, but. Again, we'll see about that. Yeah, don't don't uh don't go in debt for Xbox, yo. Like, 
don't pay that monthly. Like, if you could just just save up your money, buy it outright. Like, that's the best way to do it. Absolutely. Uh, and by the way, uh, you you uh, you do realize we do have a. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've been checking your text, but we've been getting some messages about oh, yeah, uh, some was, things we need to say. Yeah, I was about to get to that. Uh, <laughs> do you wanna, would you like to read it? No, go ahead. I'll okay. let you you read it first. Yes. Yeah. So big shouts to one of the co-founders, Anthony Frazier. He actually sent us some messages to read out. <laughs> so, um, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say this verbatim because you know it's uh some 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 crazy stuff here. But he says um he he says the PS5 is about to have people's ribs touching out here. <laughs> and he said. Uh, <laughs> He said, "Rich it ain't cheap. They making you pay for their games and controllers like a hundred dollars a piece almost." And uh, he also says, um, "Game Pass first party oh seventy dollars, seventy dollars for PS five games and Game Pass first party Xbox games." Um, so, well, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know if every PS five game is is seventy dollars. I mean. Obviously, NBA 2K is $70, and I can honestly tell you, as someone that has been playing NBA 2K21, I don't know what the hell the extra $10 is going to be for, but it damn sure better be worth it if they is the actual price. So um, I don't believe it is going to be worth it, but we'll see. But again, I don't really know. Every publisher has a, a confirmed it's $70. Is, I mean, Activision has, because I believe they said Call of Duty is going to be more, and 2k but i don't know if sony and microsoft have confirmed that yet for their exclusive games at least from what i've seen so far so uh we have to see if that changes but um i do know they're trying they are trying i think they're trying to raise the price of games across the board like for everything uh oh but Uh i I don't don't know if that's made official yet like i'm not sure but um, well what 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 we do know is that every game is not going to be worth the price that it's that is actually is listed as seventy dollars. Uh, I mean, it depends on the game. Like, take for example, if we're talking about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is seventy dollars, I think that is a hundred percent worth the price because you know it's going to be a deep, ambitious game, and you can put a lot of time into it. And obviously, CD Projekt Red does a very good job of supporting their games long after the game has already been out so and that's a perfect example of something where i think that'll be worth paying 70 dollars. but some of these other games like uh madden and uh nba 2k i don't think that they it's going to be worth that price now again i could be wrong later but again these studios haven't really shown anything from the next gen versions yet so I, i think it's fair to criticize and say it may not be worth the price but we'll have to wait and see Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not ready to to start paying that much money for for games. Like the game has to be like spectacular, like no glitches, nothing, like perfect day one. And you know, I'm, I'm not waiting weeks and weeks for new content or nothing like that. Like the game better be flawless <laughs> for that price. Oh, so well, I, well, so- I, I bought Anthem. For, for 90 pounds like the uh, <laughs> superior edition and that game was like trash day one so I'm, I'm well, still well, salty about that so yeah well yeah I, I, I agree with you well the thing is some some of the devs have already said that some of the upgrades are going to be free 
uh, I need to see a list of all of the companies that said that the upgrades are going to be free because it's very confusing with the companies that said that you're going to be paying more and then others that said no, it's available as a free download. So we need to get some clarification on this stuff. And I'm pretty sure as we get closer to launch of these new consoles, all the information will be, uh, you know, confirmed. But uh, for now, um, yeah, it's no doubt about it that uh, there's a lot going on with that. But we'll have to wait and see how everything goes. The, the only criticism that I have with Xbox Game Pass mm-hmm. is that not every game on Game Pass stays on Game Pass. Obviously, the Microsoft exclusive games will always stay on there. But I, I have noticed over the last several months playing on Game Pass... Games like Devil May Cry, all this other stuff, it leaves it leaves the service after a, a, a period of time. And even in the case of Red Dead Redemption 2, because I recall yeah. a couple of months ago, they said Rockstar said that's coming. Because first it was Grand Theft Auto 5 was on that service. And then they took it off and then they put Red Dead on there. Red Dead is already gone from Game Pass. So yeah. I don't like... That the stuff that like is a limited t- window of time to play the game. I don't like that at all because some games, depending on how good they are, they should be able to stay on that service for a longer period of time. But that has something to do, I think, with, with Microsoft, how much their money these other companies are actually getting from this deal, and Microsoft not really giving them enough to give them the incentive to want to keep it on there longer. But I don't know for sure. Again, I'm not no expert. This is just my analysis of the situation. As to as to that stuff, but yeah, that's the only reason why I would be hesitant with Game Pass because some titles they don't stay on there that long, and that's a problem right there for me personally. <laughs> yeah, like I literally just got a text message over the weekend from uh, my my friend Oliver, and he was very mad because he just bought Game Pass like a, a couple weeks ago or something specifically to play Red Dead Redemption. And you know, he's a busy man He's an accountant and everything And uh, before he knew it The game was gone and he didn't even really get to play it So so uh, Yeah yeah, that's not good You're right about that But uh, Yeah They, they, they uh, gotta work on that But but yeah but if you like the exclusive titles though You all, you all, you all, you all set You're great for the Microsoft exclusives But mm-hmm. some of these other third party deals uh, Some of that stuff I, I think uh that has to be better moving forward in the future. Yeah, I guess from Microsoft's perspective, they have to work out a lot of these deals independently. So, like, you know, with Red Dead, like, they probably had to work out, like, a real tough negotiation with Rockstar to, to, to even get that game on there in the first place. Because, you know, Rockstar, they're, they're about their money, man. Like, they, they don't want to lose money too long. So, so yeah, um, that's what Okay, uh... Okay, uh, I, w- I want to say uh, there, there was a we have an image that uh, Mr. Frazier also sent us. Did you see this, Gary? Yeah, about the play- I, I was looking the at play- it, but, but break, break that down for us. So the PlayStation 5 launch day games for SEI Worldwide Studios includes Astro's Playroom, Demon Souls, Destruction All-Stars, Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition uh, And Sackboy A Big Adventure Okay So So here's my So here's my question Why didn't we see some of these other games At the show today If those are launch games 
We didn't see the uh, Sackboy game. I know, Gary, you, you're a huge fan of uh, Little Big Planet, right? So you probably would have loved to have seen that, correct? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but... the Destruction All Stars. We didn't see that either today. So, um, I probably would have shown that if they these are the launch titles that you are highlighting as what you need to be. What, what are you buying the PS4? What are you getting day one? Um, but hey. Just, 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 just a thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Spider Man. You know that is a big game uh, to drop. You know, on on launch. Uh, the only thing is, we don't know how long that game is because, you know, yeah, all uh, things considered, it's it's more of like a you know, uh, I guess it's a standalone, standalone but it's based on you know the the, the previous games like you know. Uh, engine and everything so I don't know how long it, if it's going to be like a full story experience or, or whatever but still a lot of people are looking forward to that so that is a good game to drop um, absolutely you know on, on day one a lot of people are going to buy it for that alone pretty much um, I mean I mean I mean the game the game looks good the, the game looked it, it looked great so I have no no issues with that for sure yeah yeah, and then Demon Souls, you know, that looks pretty good. So, and a lot of people were into Souls. It's not for everyone, but um, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's another additional thing right there. You know, uh, and those other games are kind of meh to me personally. Uh, maybe other people love them. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, what, what's going on on the Xbox side though? Launch at launch. Uh. I, I I hear nothing but crickets. Uh, no 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 no. My, Microsoft has a couple of games that are coming at launch. You know, like uh, Gears Tactics that was on the PC earlier this year. It's finally coming to Xbox Series X and, and Xbox One X, which I do have a One X, so I really don't need to get a Series X at launch because the One X is pretty good for what it offers right now. But um. They have a couple of a couple of titles here and there. I mean, we would have to go back and look at the list again of, of launch titles. But clearly, looking at this this list of titles compared to Xbox, I I I, I mean, I don't know. I I would have to say that I am definitely a lot more intrigued by the PlayStation launch lineup. Even though I don't really, I'm not really a, a Dark Souls or Demon Souls fan. They are offering a little bit more because Spider Man. That's a big deal. Um, Sackboy, I don't really care about that. You know, I know we have some co- coalition alum that that love the character and they love Little Big Planet, so they they might be intrigued by that. But I I, I don't really care too much about that. I want to play the uh, mature theme games because I am a mature individual. Um, it's just it, it, I mean it, it really depends on what you like. Honestly, I I, I will say this though. I really, really wish that Gran Turismo was a launch game because I feel like Gran Turismo 7, it, 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 I don't know. I feel like it, it, what we have gotten over the last several years with Xbox, like every holiday, there'll be like a racing game included with the, with, with uh, their, their lineup of holiday titles. Uh, unfortunately, we're not getting Forza this year. Uh, and I, and based on what we know so far, we're not getting Gran Turismo this year either. So that, that sucks. But, uh, I, I really do wish that Gran Turismo was coming at launch because 
then that would have been another good another good game for Sony to launch. But uh, if it needs a little bit more time, by all means, give it some more time. Um, one thing I will mention, uh, we didn't see anything on Horizon uh, Forbidden West. That game, they already said it's coming next year. So I didn't expect to see anything about it today. But, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know, man. That game, Ratchet & Clank especially. Ratchet & Clank also. I expected to hear more about that today because that is a game people have been talking about and been saying, oh, it's definitely going to come at launch or near launch. And Sony obviously has not confirmed any of that information because we haven't heard any other details. So um, we'll see what happens. But uh, right now, I would say launch lineup wise, PlayStation is going to be a, a lot more intriguing to some people. And then also... For any of the people that may have missed out on God of War, for whatever reason, they may have missed out on Uncharted 4 or any of the other games on that PS Plus thing, they do have the option of playing those again. But for someone like me who has played most of those games, I don't really care too much about those games. But for anyone that is getting a PlayStation for the first time, that might be a good pickup for them. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it all depends on what they're looking for, what they want to play this holiday season. Yeah. So um, real quick, I just want to shout out both Anthony Frazier and Edward V. Like we got to get you guys on the next co-op or something. Uh, yeah, to, to, absolutely. To really dive that must up. happen. Yeah, but uh, we can have a discussion about uh, Xbox Series X and PlayStation Five, and which console are you getting this fall? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, so. Rich, I gotta ask you, like, why didn't we hear about the pre-order on the stream? Because literally right before we did this show, um, yep. you know, we got these tweets from Jeff Keighley, you know, um, and he was basically hinting towards the pre-order coming tomorrow and that some retailers would be taking, you know, some pre-orders today, possibly. Um, but why didn't they just say that during the show? Like, it would have literally been, like, a few seconds just to add that, like... Well, I, I, you know, my, my personal answer to that question is because, and people will get mad at this answer, but I have to keep it real. I feel like PlayStation is scrambling to get this stuff, uh, confirmed because to me, you, you, you I mean, I recall a couple of a, a weeks ago, several weeks ago, actually, when we, when I said that there were people that was, they, they were doing live streams. Because they and they're going to different websites like Amazon, so on and so forth, because they thought the PlayStation price was going to be revealed and the pre-order was just going to be revealed just out the blue. So much so that it led to Sony actually making a statement and saying, we will let you know when pricing is going to be available and when we're taking pre-orders. This is exactly why it didn't make any kind of sense for them not to have that information today, because... It, it, I mean that right there. This is this is what it, to build the hype and anticipation. I think everybody was expecting the price today, but they were also expecting the pre-order. This is an area that you have to give Microsoft credit because at least with the information we got last week, they told you pre-orders start September twenty-second. They were very clear with that information as soon as they put up the post after it leaked. Of course, they put up the news post. This is the Xbox Series X, and this is the Xbox Series S, and this is when they are launching. And this is when you can pre-order. Very clear and direct instructions. Then we see Sony's conference today. 
you see the little nice graphic and all this other stuff and the pricing and then that's it. And then you have Jim Ryan said and there you have it. That is the price. That's it. No other information. So it didn't make any kind of sense for me personally why the pre-order information wasn't revealed and why uh, is Jeff Keighley the one to tell us this information? Because if I'm a business owner and I'm running Sony and I know that millions of people are watching this stream, I would make that information readily known on that stream. Everybody does not follow Jeff Keighley and know what this guy, who this guy is or what the hell he's talking about. So that right there, that's a misstep by Sony. I definitely would have made that information clear. Facts. This is because it just doesn't make any kind of sense. So you have to criticize that. And if there's any PlayStation fan out there that thinks that that's not fair to criticize that, well, that person is really a diehard fanboy then. Because that right there, you they have to make that information clear. Because everybody has been asking about that. They wanted to know the price and the pre-orders. They've been saying this for, for weeks now. So... Yeah, they should. They should have definitely said that information on the show, because more people are watching the show. But it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, facts. Like I mean, you know, you're in. You're in, if you're in a business like this, it's sales driven, and yes, I mean, you have all of this excitement. You just showed Final Fantasy. You showed uh, Harry Potter, Hogwarts Legacy. You showed Devil May Cry. Um, Call of Duty, Fortnite, all these games, right? Like, why why wouldn't you just say, you know, you showed the price of the console? Why wouldn't you just add, you know, you could have, they could have even added it in text, you know, or something like just say pre-orders available tomorrow or something like that. Like that's what absolutely, you, that's all you needed to do, you know. And, 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 and Jim Ryan was at the end of the, of the at the end of the presentation. He could have just said this. He could have just said it. Yep. So it makes it makes no sense not to reveal that information in the actual video. That that that, that was just a dumb decision, I, I would say. <laughs> yeah, like it's just they they missed a step with that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, Dana, are you here, real quick? Wait, she okay. is? No, I don't think so. Okay, she she's still muted. Okay, so. Let's end this off by saying, like, I just want to ask you a question, Rich. So, what are your plans this fall? Like, what are you buying? Are you buying both? You buying one? Um, you know, what what what's what, what games are you buying? You know, if you buy anything, like, and you know, if you aren't buying anything, let us know what you would be leaning towards um, if you was. So, okay, so my plans this fall, uh, I'm going to continue to play on my xbox one x and i'm going to continue to finish all of the games that i have backlogs for on ps4 uh right now if i was to get a ps5 it would be only so i can cover games for the website i mean that's the only reason i would buy it but other than that i don't really think this is a console i need to buy at launch because all the games i want to play aren't coming until 2021 Deathloop, that was a launch game that got delayed a couple of weeks ago. It's not coming till Q2 of 2021. Horizon Forbidden West is not coming until 2021. Resident Evil Village is not coming until 2021. The list goes on. Even the next-gen update of Cyberpunk 2077 is not coming until 2021. So, in my personal opinion, it looks like this. if you buy the console now, 
Sure, it's great to buy for Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man is really the only game that I would pick up. I, like I said, I don't really know too much about Demon Souls. I don't not really into the Souls games like that, so I don't. I probably wouldn't want to pay want, want, want to play that. Astro Playroom, nah, son. I think I'll pass on that as well. That seems like your type of game, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I think our, our very good friend Carl Daniel. I think he did say that he likes that game as well as the little big planet games. That that's I think he would be cool with that. But but for me personally, I, I feel like the games I want to play the most, they are coming for quite some time. So I don't see the rush to play a game to pick up a PS five immediately at launch. But again, like I said, if I did, it's gonna be so I can cover stuff for the coalition. But for right now, today at this moment in time, I think my money is better served. Actually, I don't know, doing the adult thing and paying some bills. Uh, and then, you know, obviously all of the stuff that's coming to Sirius X is also coming to, to the One X. So I can just play all those other games on Xbox One X instead. So for right now, I don't really see the, I don't really think it's a must buy day one. Now, if Sony had came out and said Ratchet and Clank is a launch game. Gran Turismo is a launch game, then yeah, I definitely would have picked up the PS5 immediately. Yes, I would have pre-ordered as soon as they were available, and I knew that they were available. Uh, but for right now, I don't really... It, it, it's hard for me to say that I would pick one up right now, because I just feel like there's going to be a lot more as the platform has... as developers have time to create their games for the platform, it's going to be more titles coming. I just don't see enough at launch where it's like, oh, I need to buy this. Even the game we spoke about before, the Kenna game that you said uh, that you was interested in, that game also got delayed to 2021. So again, wow. all the games I want, all the games I want to play, are not coming until next year. So that's why I think next year in the springtime that will be the best time because by then I would expect that Sony would even have more supply available because it is going to be sold out quick this holiday season. I think that's uh, pretty much a given, uh, but. Yeah, I would say 2021 for sure. This fall, I, it's a hard sell still because I don't, I don't think it's enough that I, I'm intrigued by. But we'll see what happens. Okay, so is it safe to say that if you was going to buy a console this fall, you would be getting the PlayStation 5 digital digital edition? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I, I, I And to be quite honest, I do intend to get an Xbox Series X in the future as well. I just don't think that I need to get it now because, again, I have the Xbox One X. Microsoft has discontinued that console because they want people to get the Sirius X. Uh, I don't have a 4K TV yet either, so it really doesn't make sense for me to get any console until I actually upgrade my TV first so I can actually get the true benefit of seeing what all this 4K stuff that it are that, 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 that these people are talking about. So I... Until I do those upgrades, I don't think that there's any need for me personally to rush to get a console. But again, as I said, if I do end up getting a PS5 digital edition or Xbox Series X early, it's only because I am intending to cover stuff for the website like immediately right away. So we'll see what happens. Okay. And as for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at a point in my life now where... Uh, it's, it's getting, it's getting hot. I, I'm a grumpy old man now, so <laughs> it, it's getting harder for me to play everything as it comes out. Um, so 
I, there's no like you said rich there's no reason for me to rush to get you know any consoles um because the games that i want to play i mean i want to play miles morales yes but i can wait for it you know so um i yeah i'm gonna wait until at least fall 2021 um and if not <laughs> you know 2022 because here's the thing right like Nvidia just re- like they just announced a bunch of cards, uh, graphics yep. cards, right? So my plan is to invest my money in a new PC build because it's about that time for me to rebuild my entire system. And you know, I feel like PC is a better investment right now, anyway, because a lot of the games come to PC. You have Game Pass on PC, so like I'm just gonna rebuild my system, you know, and um, and that's gonna benefit me because I can use my PC for work. And for play, and you know, I'm gonna get a good, uh, you know, good specs, good performance mm-hmm. out of my games by doing that. Um, and I'm good, you know, I can play the games I want to play on, on PC. Now, certain games, of course, you can only play on console, like God of War. You're, you're only playing on on PlayStation Five. Um, you know, Halo. Oh, you can't even say that. Actually, I'm sorry. Um, uh, what, what is that? Xbox doesn't have anything that you can't play on PC, so uh, I can't even make that argument. But um, yeah, like you know, um, damn, I was about to say Horizon Two, and that's come to PC. Um, but but yeah, there's certain games though that you know I'm sure Gran Turismo when that comes out, you can't play you know that on on PC. So. I'll wait for those games to come before I, you know, in- invest in a console, uh, and that's you know my stance right now. But it's, if I was going to buy one, it would definitely be the PlayStation Five Digital Edition because that makes the most sense to me. We are moving to more of a digital phase right now. Um, I think PS4 and Xbox One was like the last kind of. Um, it was like a transition, transitional, um, you know, uh, generation, if you will, because we started the generation by wanting Blu-ray still, you know, Blu-ray was still a big deal when this generation started, but now it's like everyone I talk to, they prefer to get their games digitally now. Um, yep. you know, so I think, you know, I- we, we've reached that point now where we can, we can, drop physical copies of games um i think i think i think that's what i think that's what sony and microsoft prefer at, because even with game pass all of that stuff is digital you know so I, I think that is what they prefer that's what they're trying to get people to to do um the only concern i have is i i i, I would love to know how much hard drive space is going to be available after downloading some of those games because even though I look at the tech number of you know on the SSD for PS5 we already know it won't be that after you take into account the software on the actual drive and then when you install the games it's going to be a lot less than what it says on on on, on that spec list so uh yeah we have to wait and see about that but I agree digital is the only way to go in my personal opinion no offense to physical but it appears that the, 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 the digital is well, I think that's what people sh- might want to focus on moving forward because it's just easier as opposed to you having to if you buy a game you either go to the store 
or you have if you buy it and you get it shipped from Amazon, you may be waiting a long time to get your hands on that game when you could just download it from the PlayStation or Xbox store and call it a day. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just so much more, you know, convenient. Um, and I, I guess the bad thing is that you know it's going to phase out a lot of jobs in the future. Um, yeah. Wait, hold up. Yeah, it's going to phase yeah. out a lot of jobs in the future because you know no, it, it, the the more people don't buy physical stuff, there's no reason for you know GameStop and and places like that to exist. Um, so yeah, like that might it, it might end up cutting a lot of jobs if we move in that direction. Um, but you know, there, there yeah. I'm sure there'll be other ways you know to get around that because um, you know online. You know, retailers they sell digital keys for certain games and things like that. So maybe some of these companies can, you know, they can still make some some sort of money from game sales. Um, but it's just you know the physical is is eventually going to be phased out. And the next challenge for Microsoft and Sony is going to be, you know, making um, cloud gaming and streaming more accessible to us because, like you mentioned, like you mentioned, Rich. Um, you know the 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 capacity, like the the storage capacity, is going to be a problem as we you know make that leap to digital. So, um, so absolutely. Yeah. Uh oh, it looks like Dana is back. So, uh, real quick, you know, before we wrap up here, Dana, what's your thoughts on the price of the PS Five? <laughs> I thought it's really cute, you know. Um, we do have a, a pandemic that people are still going through, and and you know through some hardships. And um, so for me, I think the price was asking for a lot when you came to the three hundred, not the three hundred, the five hundred dollar one. Um, but in terms of the disc. See, if we're just looking at it solely as for PlayStation and not comparing it to other consoles, I do feel that that it's really hard to say. I mean, had this been any other time, five hundred is a pretty decent amount to ask for a a console, and that wouldn't be that wouldn't you know it would just go on like nothing, a fart in the wind. Um, but I just kind of felt that right now, what? I just kind of felt like right now. A fart in a wind, you know, like, and then you like hope no one listened to it, and you just go on about your day, you know, like you don't pay attention to that price tag when it says five hundred. I just think that we're just in a really unfortunate time where we're in, you know, a lot of people are facing financial hardships, so five hundred dollars could be a lot to ask. But for those who are okay and you know have that money, I think it's pretty fine. I didn't really have any kind of reaction to it in in the terms of like, oh, this is gonna start tanking, you know, uh, Sony. I think they're gonna be just perfectly fine. And for those people who who are really looking for that graphics, we're not gonna get into like around twenty two or twenty three, right? So you can still have plenty of time to save up on it. Consoles is not going anywhere. So I thought you know it's perfectly fine for what they're asking i don't have anything that's wrong with it but i do want to just say really one thing when you was talking about the digital and how uh, physical stuff is just disappearing you come from a world of books where you have e-readers and you have people who still go out and buy physical books so i think it's a bit presumptuous to start assuming that 
discs are going to go away. I'm not a predictor of the future, but I think that there is still room for both, especially when you don't know how much uh, space something is going to take up when it comes to the discless version. So I think there's still a lot of things to still work on. I think there's room for both discless and disc, and everything's going to be kind of fine in that matter. Like, my rebuttal to that is, like, I, I just don't think um, the, the gaming... Oh, you're echoing, by the way. Um, I don't think the, the gaming, uh, you know, uh, the gamer base, like, are the same as people who buy books and stuff. Because it's, like, um, people who buy books, like, they're more, they're more of, like, a cultural... They're a wider cultural thing. You know, you have libraries and things like that. Like, I think people who buy books are more willing to support people who sell books. And also, you know, there's this whole um, anti-Amazon um, agenda as well in the books industry where people are trying to actively not empower Amazon, you know, as, as being the only book publisher or bookseller or book retailer or whatever. So, like, there's, like, an active agenda for people to kind of go and, and you know, buy books physically. But, like, with gaming, it's like, I just... Gamers are, are lazy. They, they sit on their couch... They press a button and buy a game. Wow. Like that. That's what they want to do. You know that. Like, that's uh, that's me too. By the way, like I I would much rather just you know buy a game on Steam than go to like have to put on clothes, go outside, and buy a game in a, in a shop. You know? Well, we we do have this thing called delivery. I know it's foreign to you yet, but it is a thing called delivery where you can you know buy a game and they ship it to you and also there are people who are still are collectors they like physical copies of the game oh yeah for sure. they like having that library and i think one of the things that kind of not speaking for all people but some of the things you know the the jarring experience of getting scott pilgrim versus the world or any other game and then having it just disappear because of some type of licensing thing so yeah many people are kind of turned off about that at that idea that you can buy your money you can spend your money for something and then all of a sudden it's just gone due to something that you're you know it's not you're, it's not your problem yeah. so i think that you know physical eh, i don't think it's going anywhere for this moment and yeah it's really easy to just go buy 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 and just click a button and it's automatically right there but there is still a crowd that likes the physical and you know likes delivery or even likes going i mean it's a re kind of hard for me in general to like you go in and buy a game because just for example game shops around are just closing but there are other places you know you can go and get the game from best buy or whatever you could just buy it online and it ships it to you but you know it's it's, it's i don't think it's fair to say that yeah, no, I'm, I'm not denying that. Like, there are there are definitely people who still want to buy physical games and collect. Um, I just think you know, like when when you're buying a physical thing, you 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 have to wait for that delivery. Gamers are both lazy and impatient, so it's like they want that game now, like midnight when the game comes out and stuff like this. So, so I just I just feel like there's a, a shift happening where people are going more digital than physical. And we will start to see physical phased out, you know, gradually. Um, but there are people, you know, like Dana said, like there are still people who do want to collect physically. And 
those are plausible reasons also that she mentioned with you know stuff disappearing because that's happened a few times in history as well like games just disappearing from steam and and you know psn or whatever um or even content from games disappearing so that is also you know something annoying but I, i just feel like that's not enough to discourage people from going digital but um but that's a greater debate you know we could probably have on you know another episode um because i do feel like that's a uh, that's a good that's an interesting single debate that we could do sometime and uh, we can get you know some more opinions on that but um do you have anything else uh with regards to ps5 and what we saw today to, to say um and that's to both of you either richard or dana in regards to the show i thought the show was absolutely it was good i mean we got to see it, but we wanted more well at least me i wanted more of the miles morales gameplay i mean you know trailers and selected shots are very nice and lovely but i want some gameplay and uh, we got some of that we also got to see the harry potter the upcoming harry potter game that looks really great uh so i was excited for that the new the God of War game that's coming out and maybe, I don't know, whenever it decides to come out in Final Fantasy, whenever that one decides to come out. So we got uh, some very lovely games. Um, they're all very exciting. Of course, I just need to see a little bit more because, you know, trailers can be really great. Uh, it all depends on how you edit stuff. But overall, I thought it was a pretty decent, solid show. And um, the price, and it wasn't what I was predicting. I wanted like a big kind of swerve where what happens if the consoles were the exact same price as the Xboxes? Ooh, that would have been a huge one. We didn't get that. I mean, at least one of them is. um, Well, yeah, one of them is. Overall, I thought it was fine. Did a very decent job. I'm very excited for what we had to see. Yeah, uh, just to piggyback on what you, because you, you brought up, uh, you brought up God of War. I do want to say one thing. Like, uh-huh. I'm, I, I am going to play the next God of War game, right? But I'm still annoyed by that first game slightly because they teased Thor and Odin throughout the whole game, and we didn't even get to fight one of them. Um, so <laughs> we, we better actually get to. Fight. Well, this is what you have to. It's called Ragnarok, so I would hope that your dreams come true with it being called Ragnarok. Maybe, yeah. hopefully. Oh yeah, it has to happen. Like, so they they better I, get right he, to he, the he, action. He, Go ahead. You know, I, I you know, I I I just, just want to make this comment. Hopefully, I don't make people angry. People angry. But I don't believe anyone can look at that trailer of a logo and say, yeah, son, this game is definitely coming out in 2021. No way. No way. No way that's coming. And I will not be surprised when Sony confirms it's coming late, much later than that. Games hardly come out when they're announced, when they're supposed to be. <laughs> this is true. Remember that uh, Shimo 3? When everyone was waiting for that game and how oh, yeah. that did? Yep. <laughs> Absolutely, I de- yeah, I definitely remember that for sure. That's Gary. Gary was waiting on that game. Yeah, and the thing is, like, we're gonna see the fallout of this uh, pandemic for a long time. So, like, 
it did like a lot mm-hmm. of stuff is going to be delayed for like the next year or two because of what happened this year so um yeah that game ain't coming out next year so like that's a fact i guarantee you so and also Deathloop was just fantastical i love Deathloop very much so yeah that game you great. can start pre-ordering tomorrow so for the console not the game so, yeah, it's yeah. I know fine. you've already got the page up, and you're gonna be refreshing until you're able to pre-order. So, so that's good. I'm gonna just keep refreshing that, and in my Miles Morales, and I'll be happy. But it's also coming to P. Here's the thing that I was kind of slightly wondering. Mm-hmm. Miles Morales is also coming to PS4, and a lot of people are looking Wait, forward to that game as well. Feel, it? yeah, it's coming to PS4 also. Okay, like same time. Later this year, n- later this year. Okay. And then the, we're getting the PS5 iteration at sixty nine ninety nine. Okay. So, I was just wondering because when they do that, will I wonder how that will affect pre order sales? Will it be like, yes, I want it for the new generation, or I'll just keep it for my PS4? I just wonder when they do things like that. How does that affect the the launch? Or maybe it's not even, again, it could be just a fart and a win, and you're like, who cares? Why not get both? Um, I mean, if, if, if both of those come out day and date, um, I, I think the PS4 one will outsell the PS5 one just because the, the user base is already there, like, and it's already bigger, and people still have to buy PS5, and not everybody's going to get it day one. So the PS4 sales will be larger by far in that case. Well, well, uh, well actually, let, 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 let me make a quick comment. Because uh-huh. um, I'm looking at the blog about this uh, Miles Morales PS4. So let me let me retract the statement that I mentioned earlier, Gary, when you asked what my plans are for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not getting the PS5 until 2021 now. Confirmed. Confirmed. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Shots are fired. Wait, so do you also see the PS4 reducing in price? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that I think that absolutely should happen because uh there's still games coming to PS4. They like they're not. They it, Sony is not going to stop developing. I mean, the, the 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 Sony Studios may eventually focus just on PS5, but there's still other third party games still coming to PS4. So, um, yeah. So because of that, they could keep the price as it is for the PS4. No, no. Because the thing is, the PS4 right now, I believe it's uh, four hundred dollars. I have to double check that price for just the base model. If the PS4, if the PS5 uh, digital edition is $400 and the base edition is $500, there's no way in hell they can keep that PS4 at $400. Because you're basically saying if you want to get a last-gen console, it's going to be the same price as the current-gen? No way. That has to at least be dropping by $50 or $100, if not more than that. Because... Well, actually, it is. I think it is a lot less now. Anyway, the slim is slim PS4 is a lot mm-hmm. less. Yes, slim is like three, depending on where you go. That that price is probably going to drop. Then I I, I I would think for sure. But we'll 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 see. We'll see what they do with that. 
Okay. Not bad. Yeah, it was very solid. That's good, though. That's excellent news to know that uh, <laughs> Miles Morales is coming to PS4 also. So, and 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 I like that in the in the in the blog post, Insomniac says they are understanding that everyone will not transition to PS5 right away. I love that because they acknowledge that we are in a pandemic and everybody cannot afford to buy a, a new console right now. So, very very good. If you forget the pandemic for a second, over looking at the past, was there a lot of people who just automatically jumped to the next console once it was announced, or do people still are there still stragglers? I, I that, that's a good question. Um, Gary, uh, did you buy a PS4 immediately last year when it launched? Because I know I bought a PS4 and the Xbox One as soon as they launched. Several years ago. No, I, I didn't buy it day one. I bought it like five months later or something like that. But um, I don't yeah. think, you know, I, I don't think everyone does. It's like, because obviously people, there are people who are more casual and people who are more, more hardcore. Right? So hardcore people, you know, they're more likely to, to get it day one, no matter what happens, because they want to support, they want to be, you know, among the first to have the system and, and everything like that. Um, but I, I, like, if we're talking in terms of overall numbers, I think most people don't get it day one because we're talking yeah. millions and millions of people here. So, so I'm, uh, so I'm, 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 I'm gonna give you a secret. The only reason that I got the PS4 and the Xbox One at launch is because I literally saved up from trading in almost every game that I reviewed in the past. If I got a physical copy, I I traded, I saved all that trading credit, you know, and, and that and that and that is essentially because it was funny because I remember I didn't even pre-order PS4. I went to the Best Buy that was near my house at the time, just back in Boston, um, and I literally got in the line. I was the second to last person to get the PS4, and the lady, when she saw that I had all these gift cards, she said, "Damn, you've really been been uh, collecting. You know, you know, you had you had this all, all planned out." I said, "You're absolutely right. I had it planned out. Absolutely." So yeah, that 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 makes the most sense to to do that instead of having to buy it in, in, immediately at launch. Just if you plan for it, it it, 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 it can work out some time. I remember doing that for Batman, the Arkham Asylum one. I was so excited as a kid. I was like, yay, I did it. <laughs> I got ripped off, but I did it. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> ripped off, whoa. Well, GameStop, you know, in general, rips you off. That's just known. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you can have like 20 games and it'll give you like $2. You're right about that. Absolutely. That's like I paid 60 per game. You're like, oh, $2. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> oh, that, that was definitely a smart plan, though, Rich. Yeah, so I give you credit. That, that, so that, so that, that, that's good advice for those that if they, if they want to plan it out. But they, but it's pretty much now. the long, the long story is that the, no, 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 no reason to get this these consoles at launch unless you absolutely figure you must have them. And we, we, didn't, even, uh, we didn't even mention that there's going to be a shortage anyway, like because. There's only going to be a certain number of consoles like that. See, here's the thing with that. Say that. 
I'm, I'm, I'm very confused because then I know I saw that there was a story that there was going to be a shortage, and then Sony came out and made a statement and said, "No, every, everything that we said is remain accurate. Is still we still are prepared for holidays." So I, I'm confused on that, but I would say because of how they treated today's announcement, where you didn't talk about the pre-orders, I think that there is some truth to that original story. Because, because otherwise, you would you would have just made it clear, you know. Well, go ahead. The, the pre-order information. They announced the pre-order information later on. They didn't completely ignore it. Yeah, Jeff Keighley announced it. <laughs> yeah. On, well, on Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. On to, they did that for the other company as well. So it's not like... And just speaking of that, GameStop just sent me an email saying, you know, we are taking pre-orders. Oh, there you go. So see, there I don't, you go. Maybe... Here's the thing: Why I think they probably did that. Bef- they did that after and not before. We see a lot of leaks with everything, and all it takes is just a hit of a button. So maybe they decided to not reveal that information, you know, beforehand, so that way nothing is leaked. Could be. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's certainly possible. Um. I, I, I have no idea, but I know I'm no fan. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of GameStop, so and I, I just received that email as well. So if anyone from GameStop is watching this podcast, they can go to hell because I'm not pre-ordering at GameStop. <laughs> Damn, pull <poor> GameStop. <laughs> but yeah, um. That's pretty much it for today, though. Uh, we will have, you know, a co-op podcast, uh, you know, fairly soon, I hope. And, you know, we're going to go deeper into into this next-gen conversation um, and, you know, address some other things, comparing the consoles and, and things like that, you know, uh, the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 and, you know, the, the PlayStation 5 Digital and the Xbox Series S. You know, we, we, we're going to definitely dissect that topic fully at a later time but um you know this is just our our recap of you know the the sony stream that happened today and the price and and everything all the new information we got um do leave your comments let us know what you guys think um and yeah you know continue to um to to bring this 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 conversation to twitter and the socials and everything we will be engaging um, you can follow us directly or follow the coalition. Um, you should see, you know, all the social tags on the screen right now. Um, and, you know, as always, check out the website, thecoalition.com. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of different content, entertainment, gaming. Um, and, yeah, uh, just make sure you subscribe and like the video as well. Um, so I, I do want to uh, just start off our shout outs by giving a big shout outs to Big Daddy, um, aka Marcus. You know, he's been a big supporter of us and he's one of our longest Patreon supporters as well. So big shout outs to Big Daddy. Thanks for all of your long term support. Thanks for listening today as well. Um, and, you know, shout outs to, you know, everyone who, who continues to show their support, you know, no matter what we do, whether it's the, the power cast or co-op or the wrestle cast or you know all the the interviews that dana is doing and everything like shouts to everyone who continues to support 
um, and I'm going to hand it over to, to Dana. Dana, you got any shout outs? Uh, shout out to everybody who is listening and continues to support us when we rant. Okay, okay. And how about you, Rich? Got any shout outs? Shout out to everybody for the continued support. Thank you very much for checking out the show. And shout out to PlayStation because we learned today that play does have a limit. And that limit is three ninety nine and four ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the limit. Yep. And um, I also want to give shouts to the Throwdown crew as well. Can't wait to hear what they got to say about this. Uh, I know, you know, a few of those guys were very excited. So, um, yeah, can't wait. But um, we'll be back soon. So, everybody, take care of yourselves. Have a good evening. And we'll see you soon.